Okay. I am uh, welcome to the Harley and Josh show. <laughs> I'm Harley. I am Josh. I'm taking the blame for that. Yeah. Random yeah. nonsense noise. This week we have <laughs> music by Caswell, Morgan Swan, and Goldblum. As well as we Jeff Goldblum. Yes. The the Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, well, I can't. <laughs> this is this is a train wreck already. Already. Uh, anyway, but we'll also be talking about uh, the growing number of female guitarists, as well as the new uh, HMV owners uh, joining forces with TickServe. And um, Harley. Yeah. Is there bad music? <laughs> Question mark. But, uh, you know. We'll answer that one later. We'll answer that one. So, like, you know, we'll actually play this jingle in <laughs> context. Harley. What'd you do? Stuff. The very bad desk workingness. I, that was that was a what? train wreck. I can only apologise, uh, uh, but as you know, I am Josh, so that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, I've had a mad week. It's been busy. Yeah, it's been really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing lots of rehearsing. I was saying before we started, it's, this is the most uh, rehearsing I've done in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've had three different rehearsals with three bands. Three in one different week. bands. Wait, maybe more. No, no, three rehearsals with three bands, yeah. Madness. Um, so, if I can remember this in any particular order, I had a right. rehearsal with Rob Lewis, Andy Bartlett, Rainer Vandell, and Bronwyn Cooper. That's amazing. Um, that's a super band right there. We've uh, had loads of fun with that. Um, we've got a, a private function for Rob's, uh, a firm that Rob works for, and he's uh, put together a band of super powers and... Yeah, um, the Axis. The Axis, yes. Uh, it is awesome. Uh, and we've had one rehearsal and it's going really well so far. The harmonies sounded great from yes, the videos yeah. I saw. Well, because we only had Rob, Bronwyn and myself with a mic because uh, we set up in a bit of a hurry, but then we also have the ability, we're going to be setting up a mic for uh, Andy, Andy well. and Rainer as well. Oh my goodness. Uh, so we can, we can do You're going to let that man sing? Yeah. You're going to so. let Rainer Vandell sing? It's always best to let Rainer sing. <laughs> Otherwise, he explodes. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, that was a great rehearsal. That was on a day. It was Oh, that was Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, I believe. Yes. It was, because it was just before we met up for uh, Old Jet. Yeah. Of course. So, um, and that was that went really well. I really enjoyed that. Um, I also had rehearsal with uh, the Mementos. Oh, was it Mementos? A, it was Mementos. We actually rehearsed on the day of the gig at the venue. We were able to set up early oh, and have a little get-together, which was great for me, because usually we rehearse in Needham and the gig was in Felixstowe. Mm. So I didn't have to drive all the way to Needham mm-hmm. to come all the way back. So what I was, was the venue very okay. It was Trimley Sports and Social Club. All right, cool, yeah. So um, nice and nice uh, familiar ground. Yeah, so you know how um, to EQ the room and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking about various stuff. Now, it was interesting because uh, it was a it was a, it was a bit uh, teary because it was our, our, our drummer Rob's last gig with us. Oh my god! Um, he's taking a step back because uh, uh, he, he's off the stage. Yes, he's got a wee little baby. Oh, a wee little baby! Not a massive little baby. No, no, a wee little baby. And um, babu. And uh, so he's sort of taking a step back to be more of a family man, uh-huh. um, which is great for him uh we wish him all the best mm. uh we're not going to sort of be getting rid of him because obviously he is laura's brother uh and um yeah. so they also work together so so we're not going to be uh get rid of that we're not sounds gonna a bit never, murderous man. we're not going to be never seeing him again 
So mm, that's always good. good. He so, sleeps um, with the fishes. He, he did say he's more than happy to help out if we're ever in need of nice a debt one. one from any time, which is great. So um, yeah, it's good. I like it when when there's sort of like um, you know separations like that where you do feel like you could yeah you know call on them if you need them in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know because when people quit a band, it doesn't necessarily mean that they never want to see you again. Yeah, it's right. Just the it's, the way it goes. You know, it's like you've done that with bands before as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, so uh, when I quit Space Rocks. Um, when on the occasions that they when they found someone uh-huh. they couldn't do every single date because they had to sort of tie off loose ends with other projects and stuff right, like yeah. that um so i i helped out fill out those dates you know mm. and that's always good and it's very help, helpful to do is, um yeah. and kind of helped kind it's of civilized or very civilized yes. so it was really good it was quite funny because we were talking about uh toby houghton he's taking over mm-hmm. uh some of the gigs the we've got, oh, cool. uh, for the mementos and we were talking as we were setting up in trouble sports of social club and i'm pretty sure his first gig was in here no way with ah uh, not without reason Right. That was you. It was you. No, that wasn't me. That was, I was Sacred Addiction. It was Sacred Addiction. Unless it was without reason. Might be without reason. Anyway. Well, was one was there one began with V or something? Valiant. 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 That's it. That's it. So, yeah, it was one of those bands. And, Not yeah. Valium. Don't do drugs, kids. No, no. Valiant. Not yeah. a real word. Not a real word. But, hey, <laughs> they made it work. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, the gig in the evening went really well. Um, it was quite nice because being... In Felix, so there were some familiar faces from people that I knew. Um, yeah. and it this was, is weird now, because this is basically going to be like the chart attack plus a couple guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Andy plays with you guys sometimes, yeah. quite, quite regularly, actually. Isn't yeah. it? So, and we have asked Laura to, to debt for chart attack from time to time as well, but uh, it's different she's guys. never available. Yeah. Which is a shame, because we, ha- we had asked if she was available for a geek that we've got coming up next week right but she's not and, uh, and instead we got Bronwyn Bronwyn you do that's great so, uh, which is great playing with Bronwyn we've kind of sort of joined her we see a lot of each other now which is great yeah, that's nice. um, and had rehearsal with Chart Attack uh, yesterday nice. which was absolutely hilarious it was yeah. great fun um, yeah she's fun she was yeah uh, exactly the, the sort of person that that works with the music that we've got yeah. uh, and stepped to fill in, those boots yeah, yeah I mean Elliot's got very big feet, so she's got big boots to fill. Um, uh, Cracky, but she just crawl up inside one. Yes, yeah, she's, yeah. she's wearing one as a as a like a little sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, cheesy sleeping bag. Sweaty sleeping ah. bag. Ah. Um, but it was yeah, it was really great. We're working on some new songs. We've got a couple of new songs. One of which, oh my god, it's going to be amazing. Right. We've been talking about doing it. Where's at, this gig, by the way? Uh, this is at the Gardener's Arms. Gardener's Arms uh, on Saturday, Saturday 13th. right? Uh, and we were we've been getting ready and. My lord, it's it's off, it's my favourite song on our set. Really? Already? Are you not? And you're not going to tell me? No, no, mate. You got to come to the gig, mate. FOMO. Yeah. Are you, are you about? Are you about? I, I've got a wedding. Nah. I'm fair enough. Do I mean, want... I'm happy, but no. I mean, <laughs> Frankie would be annoyed, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Last minute, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're 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 really looking forward to that. So if you're about on a Saturday and you don't fancy finding a way to sneak into a Josh's uh, wedding. <laughs> uh, we haven't we haven't given any sub- any suggestions of how to sneak into a wedding recently. Yeah, home wrecker. Home wrecker. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Home wrecking wedding crasher. All about that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday, and you should too. And come along, please. It'll be great. He's not talking to me. No, I'm talking, talking, to, you. talking to you guys. You. I hope they can hear me, like turning from here slightly to the left <laughs> into the mic, and then slightly I'm talking to, you. to the left. Yeah, that's helpful. It's 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 an audible uh, cue. There that we you, go. They're talking to. 
Nice, man. So uh, did you have gigs over the last weekend? Yes, so I did one gig, um, which was with uh, the Mementos. I'll say that, and that was basically uh, it. That it was, was the wedding, yeah. That was, the, yeah, it was a 30th birthday party. Oh, 30th birthday party, oh, okay. Which was, uh, it was great. Um, Anybody you knew? Nobody I knew. It was uh, a friend of the singer All and right. drummer. Uh, they work with something someone to do with i can't remember it's stuff it's stuff it's relations and friends and yeah. stuff um i mean you know and, you'd like to think well i think people do uh, assume that a lot of the work we get as musicians is from just mates that are like ah you're a musician help us out and yeah. it is like that in the sort of the first yeah. couple sort of like you know maybe a year or something like that but uh, it's actually if 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 you play your cards right, you barely ever do mates rate stuff anymore. No, no, it's yet once you get that bit right, and you know we're all happy to do mates rate stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you you know you need to you need to do your full pro, full markup stuff to actually make the yeah. profit. You know, exactly. Because most of the time you just do it just to break even. Yeah. Uh, you know the sort of mates rate stuff, so that you're not losing money. Yeah, because chances are you'd lo- you'd want to be there at mm. your mate's birthday party or anyway, at your yeah. mate's wedding anyway. So if you can do it mm. and uh, and pay the rest of your band, if nothing else, that helps things. Yeah, that does thing. help things. But yeah, no, I, I, it, you know, it, from doing those mates rates gigs and getting the goodwill of people and them spreading the word. I mean, I would say it's like ninety percent. The people that I work for now are sort of ninety percent people I don't know, yeah, uh, and ten percent people that I, you know that are just sort of like very sort of small connections. If yeah. that makes sense, so I don't have to worry too much. Although when you're playing local gigs, the chances are that you get to turn up and there's someone you know is always quite high. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember do there was a, a series of weddings I did, uh, and a friend of mine, Sadie, was at every single wedding. Like, yeah over one summer because she was obviously at that age band where all of her friends were getting married yeah and so every time we, w- we got to an event she was there and yeah. we like it's you <laughs> and uh, gonna say, i mean bronwyn's friend luke um mm-hmm. he has been to so many weddings that i've played really? and he's just a very popular guy um and every time i see like we've never really got formally introduced but I would just be like, it's you, and it's me. I'm so sorry, you're stuck with the same entertainment once again. <laughs> like, oh, guys, we've got, we got to play a different set. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, do, you, exactly. do you ever play the same set twice? No. No, I don't think we ever actually have. No. Do you, do you have a set set, or do you call them out as you go? Uh, it depends on where we do where we play. Yeah. Like, yeah so the vibe. you got to read the room, you? Yeah, of course. Nice. But I mean, you know, oh, it's not about me, Harley. This is your section. You enjoy yourself. Well, I'm, I'm kind of... You know, I'm 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 done. So I'll just play jingle to <laughs> go to the next bit, shall we? Okay, buddy. Harley did stuff. Well done, buddy. I oh, did it right. Oh, you did a thing. <laughs> it was a real jingle. Um, right before I talk yammering things yeah. uh, about yams, um, I want to play some music by a band that uh, keeps popping up on my radar uh, but each week it will be the fact of there's just sort of another band that I've been like oh I want to play them instead oh, yeah. uh, but this week they're, you know they're playing a, a show locally so I want to I want to plug the gig and they're a great band they're from Cambridge uh, this band is called Goldbloom I don't know if it's Jeff Goldbloom or not but uh, if they're from Cambridge they're like you'll probably be able to hear it as soon as you start uh, singing this song is uh, it's called uh uh, husk, uh, enjoy. Uh, 
What's Hello. up? Hello. Uh, we have just gone live on Facebook, so if you want to join us and see what we look like, join in, mate. That yeah. was Husk by Goldbloom. They are playing locally very, very soon. So uh, stick around to find out where that will be, mate. Awesome. Now, I've talked about my day. I want to hear about your day. You really want to know what I, I did, mate? Oh, that's nice of you, isn't it? I did some stuff, man. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, so musical stuff. Um, I had quite a stressful week, I think. Um, we had uh, last week a rock project before the Easter break, so there was a lot of sort of uh, crossing the eyes, dotting the t's, making sure the kids have got the right stuff to practice course, over yes. two weeks, you know, or whatever. Made um, it to the summer holidays. Wait, uh, it's not summer. No, it's <laughs> not. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was nice to sort of just uh, get a lot of performance in with them. Uh, and you know really critique them on how how they've got to hold themselves on stage yeah because it's just not something that you get regularly when no. you have music lessons privately um so uh but the, the the scary thing was on both the wednesday and the thursday i had uh, school performances on both days of so course, yeah. i teach out of moreland um primary school and i basically had uh, about 40 guitar and ukulele students up on stage at once. They did um, Let It Be by the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, and We Will Rock You. Nice. Because there were some kids that, you know, just like to just hammer out a bunch of chords. And, uh, you know, I've been leading up for this, up to this for the, the whole of this term, basically, just trying to get them reared up and ready to go. And they were just, they, they really brought it, if that makes sense. Like they were, they were so ready for it after all the sort of hype. Yeah. Of like weeks and weeks and weeks of just being like, right, you got to practice this, practice that, practice this, you know, like, and, you know, really um, making them play the songs over and over and over again. They were pretty good. There wasn't a... Nice. I mean, in terms of, well, they were wonderful, but they were pretty good in terms of whether they'd actually learned the tracks. Okay, <laughs> cool. Good, good. Because uh, most of the time, you know, when we're in a one-to-one, well, you know, workshop situation, they can just look at me before yeah. I'm playing. But for the, for the performance, I was off to the side. I was playing with them but they couldn't just look at me. Out on their own. I know, exactly. I did see a bunch of eyes sort of darting my way to be like, what am I supposed to be playing? And I'd just be like, A major! Um, <laughs> major? Just not like that major E. Captain. So, yeah, that, that was great. They did a really good job. The parents were in for that one on the Wednesday at Moreland. Um, and, yeah, there was some glowing reviews of them. Oh, they great. They came up to me and they were like, oh, they, they love playing guitar. So, you know, Do please you think- keep going. I mean, obviously, the parents would be very proud, but were you also very proud? Oh, yeah. Like, the people don't realise how proud the teachers get. Yeah, of of, of of those kind of, those those performances where you just go, they couldn't even hold the guitar at the you beginning know. of term. Yeah, you're right. It's now, like... Well done. Now they're playing their a song on their own yeah. without, like, the help from, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh. You do see a bit of yourself in, in in the students when they're doing it. It's like you remember what you felt like on your first performance. And sometimes you don't really remember it very vividly, what it was like the first time you got up in front of people. So having that there, it does give you this, this flooding back, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, of what it was like. Um and yeah, they, they, it was the first time I felt no, nervous in front of an audience in years. And you weren't even on stage? No, exactly. Oh, well, they, they said, oh, well, you know, this wouldn't be, uh, be, be possible without Josh and, wow. well, and the music teacher, uh, Becky. And they dragged us both up, got Becky some flowers and gave me a bottle of wine. I was just <laughs> like, I was bright red and I was just like, no, oh, th- thank you. I just ran away pretty much immediately. Oh, bless. Because I was just like, well, I didn't want to be 
taking focus, like pulling focus, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. But I was really like, I wasn't expecting that. So it was nice. And then the next day, on the Thursday, we, uh, uh, my five private students at Rendlesham Primary School got up in front of their whole school and played in front of them. So wow. they, we were rock you again because I've just been keeping that quite constant. Because it's a nice, it's a nice entry level song, isn't definitely. it? Definitely. Um, and they also did uh, Shotgun, George Ezra. Oh, tune. As well as um, what else did they do? They did Alone by Marshmallow because like, the, the kids these days they love Marshmallow. So does Rainer. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Big marshmallow fan. Who knows, even big if they man. aren't vegan. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, there was it was amazing just to, uh, just to to watch them glow because they they chose those songs uh, specifically um, because I was you know at the beginning of a lot of the lessons I'll be like so think of a song you love I'm going to teach you some theory for the first half and then and then you're going to tell me what song that you want to learn and then we're going to apply that theory to that song Great. in the second half just because it then it. Uh, sometimes it works because sometimes they'll just be like you know sort of taking it in yeah when you know they're actually thinking about oh what song am i going to do or oh hurry up and get to my cool song you know yeah um but yeah so that was why we did the marshmallow ones this one and and the george ezra ones because the ones they chose and the we were rocky ones because i got the class uh all the classes watching at the assembly involved with stomping and clapping which obviously everybody sped up immediately Uh, so you go doom doom clap everybody's like doom doom clap doom doom clap yeah 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 yeah, yeah, oh mickey you're so (laughs) fucking we will rock you we will rock you (laughs) yeah it was yeah so it was just again just to watch the adoration of their peers being sort of bestowed upon them yeah was was really really nice because some of them some of the students are quite uh, kind of awkward some have autism and others have been going through some personal tragedies recently one of them uh, his mother died and he's oh, he's eight wow you know and, uh, and so it was watching him light up and you know after being you know he had some time off school That's and yeah he was yeah great kid and they're all great kids and and just being able to watch them just have this big beaming smile and getting emails from their parents just saying they were buzzing about it and also i got some more students from it as well that of it was course, ulterior yeah. motive there I will say. I think with those those things, there always will be, but then it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, well, I you think wanna... they got the, they got the you... bug now. Yeah. I Good. Feel, I Good. Feel, yeah, I feel like they have been they have been grabbed by by the musical tentacles beyond the stage. I know, sorry. Sounds like some Pirates of the Caribbean stuff right there. <laughs> the musical Kraken. Ah. Um, yeah, so uh, you know what a musical Kraken dragging you on the stage ship. Um, there's a dragon too could crack and dragon <laughs> dragon with tentacles you know you heard the old the old sea uh, shandy's tales uh, the crack and dragon I'm just trying to think if we can make a racer x joke <laughs> racer have, x nice uh, tentacle difficulties oh uh, <laughs> Well, we have been having some technical difficulties there, haven't we? Yeah, the show. It, it was the Kraken, did it? It was the Kraken. It's the yep. Kraken Dragon. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was really, really proud of them. Dur- during the week, I also um, got to um, meet up. So, uh, on the Tuesday, I have a private student, and he's just started his own band. Awesome. Um, and, I'm, you know, he's he's just started sixth form, and is I you know I, I sort of have every every couple weeks maybe sort of twice a month, and uh, and he said can we have a lesson on just how to run a band, or how to promote these kind of things? Yeah, and I said absolutely. So I said we'll do an hour and a half session instead of a normal one and just discount it. And uh, I just sat him down with it with his singer and we were just talking about 
marketing, promotion, uh, band relations, yeah. bookings, how to get you get your first couple gigs, um, image, um, of course, you yeah. know, social media as well, and just sort of going over. Oh, they wanted a bit of bit of hand with songwriting as well, and it was great. We really did get a lot a lot of stuff done in that kind of hour and a half yeah. to to give them this idea of the, to run it like a business. Because if I'd have known to run my band like a business when I first started, I mean, I, I could be yeah. so much better at my job by now. That's it. It's, yeah, that's a big I think deal. I wouldn't have had so much fun, however. I know. I, I'm, I'm a proper business nerd. Yeah. I I I Biznets. well you you you've you've seen my wonderful spreadsheet. Oh yeah, like biz nerd. To be at like business is a game in itself. Right. Uh, and if you can enjoy that as much as you can enjoy the music, then you can enjoy every part of your work. True. Uh, easier said than done sometimes because yeah. it's not everyone's passion. If you want to just get out there and play music, yeah, just enjoy it. Then then that makes it a little bit of a like, different game. But, mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, so it, it was good because I just love those moments because in guitar lessons, there are you do have to go through the theory stuff. And the great thing about guitar is that it is very pattern-based and yeah. it's quite formulaic. So if you say to someone like, okay, so this is an E major, no, it's an F major bar chord. We move that down one fret. We take off our first finger. We've got an E major chord. And they can literally see that and go, oh, wow. Yeah, visually that makes sense, and sonically it makes sense. I remember that being a revelation when I was learning. Yeah, exactly right. So the cage system and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, but that, those moments are quite few and far between within a sort of an hour lesson, where you see them just go, what? you know, like you know, proper like those yeah. moments where you see connections being made yeah. in their brain, and that, that's the, those are, that's the probably the main reason why I like teaching is just at that moment where you see people go. You know, they, they they say learning isn't like a, a, a gradient, isn't a straight line. It's a, a steps thing. Yeah, where you, where there's it's a, a revelation way rather than a sine wave. Yeah, it's, it, there's a there's a like a revelation where you go poof, and, yeah. then, and then you kind of take That's a little while a to soak that soak that in, and then poof. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of an example of the Another next thing you can learn, but poof, a bauf. A bauf. Oh yeah, like yeah. a bauf. Um, like a bauf. Um, so. Yeah, so I, just going through that lesson, there was a lot of sort of like MMEs, as Murray and I call them, massive mind expansions. Ooh, oh, um, I like that. Where you just sort of go, oh, and you think about things differently. And I've noticed them start to implement it now. I told them to get themselves a YouTube channel. They, they said that their demographic, they were hoping for a younger audience. And yeah. they said, we've got a Facebook page. I was like, eh, they're a bit old for you now, mate. Yeah. Um, go for a TikTok I mean, oh, yeah, you know that's, what I mean? that's a that's a market that I have not even looked Me, I've into. not even been on TikTok. No, but I, it, a lot of our students talk about it. They as do if it's the best thing, exactly. And it's and you've you've got a, a captive audience from like, yeah. you know, very very young. Um, so you know, I I personally wouldn't go on there to promote because that's most, you know most public shows are over 18 so it's not yeah really exactly a, a, so they're not going to be buying booze no nah. <laughs> and if they are that pub has a problem and yeah. they need to be reported yeah we don't want to be we don't want to be funding yeah. that kind How about of this gig from tiktok <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a really fun, productive lesson. I also had a meeting with uh, Tallulah Good Times. Oh yeah, who I've played some of her music on here. She did a remix of one of my tracks from uh, from the album, but she Vengeance. is putting together. Yes, well remembered. I, I did a remember. Um, she is putting together a sort of super group of sorts as well. Awesome, including Murray, Rich, and myself as JS and the Pomp. So doing a lot of gypsy jazz stuff. Yeah. Stuff. 
Hannah Hinchliffe on the sax. Awesome. And Merlin Bruce. Great. Playing keys. Oh, wow. With two really good times doing all the production and singing and, you know, sort of... But we're going to be playing on Maui Waui wow. on a Friday night at like half nine. Nice. It's going to be mental. Yeah. Ah. Do you have a date? When is that? Uh, that's a very good question. I think it's August 24th. Ah, damn. I'm pretty certain. I might be, it's going to be that weekend. So 24th, 25th, maybe 26th. Um, no but yeah, so I think that's going to be a wonderful show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and everybody's going to be losing their minds. But yeah, we, we, we've yet to have a full band rehearsal with that yet. Um, so yeah, it's going to be rehearsal, rehearsal hippos at the moment. Um, so anyway, with that, with, I'm going to stop talking uh, so much and uh, we should listen to some wonderful music. Talking to Merlin Bruce, um, he produces, performs live with and is just a good mate to this wonderful sultry singer, Caswell, who, uh, she's from Woodbridge, right? I don't know. I think so. She Perhaps, is yeah. releasing her EP in London this Wednesday. Wow. Um, taking it down there. Uh, this track was released as a single beforehand. This one's called Surface. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I've listened to the to the EP now. It's, it's now available on iTunes and Apple and stuff like this. If you like your spatial electronica with this kind of Jessica Rabbit style voice over the top of it. Right, yeah. Really wonderful sounds. So, uh, yeah, check this out. This is Surface by Caswell. Enjoy! Right before you That was Surface by Caswell. It sure was. I like that one. She's got her EP coming out. This Well, it's already out on Apple Music, um, um, but she will be releasing it live in London. So stick around for the gig list um, to find out where. Um, but yes, mate. So shall we do some super serial, super serial news stories? Hmm. Righty ho. Let me just uh, find out what the news stories are. I'm going to read out one of the headlines. HMV partners with TickServe for digital in-store event tickets. And there is a growing number of female guitarists in the in the musicians community. And a growing number of belches from Harley's gut. But uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> I like this story. Half of all new guitar players are women, fine study. Yeah, that's great. And I've noticed this, actually, from teaching. We have mentioned this before, how there seems to be a healthy number of uh, of females uh, taking up music and not just guitar drums bass mm -hmm. vocals and stuff like that um i think it's it's we're definitely going in the right direction to having a more uh non non-binary music scene yeah yeah i think you'll get expanded from that um artists such as saint vincent uh, could be encouraging more women to pick up the guitar that's what yeah. the study finds i uh, also uh, i've watched a, a video on the late show stephen colbert yeah. of her h-e-r um doing a live performance and man she wailed she did these awesome like she's a singer as and guitarist yeah and she does this amazing tapping solo in the middle of it i was just like yes i just nice. like that because too often, a woman playing guitar is used as a gimmick rather than yeah. it's just a, a thing. It's, it's it like, uh, in, in the risk of sounding controversial, it's nothing special that a woman's playing a guitar. No. It's just a human picking up an instrument. It's yeah. got nothing to do with gender. And their gender doesn't say whether they're going to be any good at it or not. But because they're a minority in the past, they've been considered as something special, as something different. Yeah. Because... 
it should be encouraged yeah. definitely but it shouldn't be uh just made as like oh it's an amazing thing uh, i don't know um I, anyway but she was such a great guitarist and it was it was good because it didn't feel like a publicity stunt yeah just like oh she's just standing there with a guitar so so people will be like oh wow a woman playing guitar she just got out and she just ripped this thing up and i was just like nice one all right yeah you're good at your instrument and you're not just using it as a promotional tool that's brilliant yeah that's great and though um we say music uh you know that shouldn't be sold as a gimmick i do feel uh a certain a good friend of mine taste Wiz, uh she uh did a lot of guitar uh, work on, on on stage and mm-hmm. that was uh taylor swift people who don't know her personally oh yeah of course um yeah. uh but they attribute a lot of the girls playing guitar to to that to her thing although they she called play it well. the taylor swift effect didn't they yeah and uh which you know i guess even if it's not what you want if it caught if it if it brings you closer to what you want then that's good, I guess. Definitely. Um, <laughs> all this comes in spite of rock music slipping below the popularity of genres such as hip-hop, suggesting its prevalence has more to do with how the guitar is valued by individuals for its educational and social benefits, which is very, very true, I think. You know, uh, social benefits, um, definitely, yeah. just of having something as a bit of a release. Um Many of the beginners surveyed said they simply want to learn songs to perform socially or by themselves, suggesting that all of them harboured rock star ambitions. Maybe that's the difference between the men and the women. I mean, yeah. I've always thought, oh, I want to play in stadium gigs. Yeah. I'm a pyrotechnics, yeah. Um, but yeah, it shows that the people surveyed in, in this one were just like, no, I just want to use it as a release or yeah. just to, you know, take as a to hobby. parties. Yeah. yeah, as a hobby, yeah. Which is, you know, which is great. And uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I but it we'd... is interesting to see that there are different uh, mm. different opinions, uh, consensus from a, from a, from the depending on the gen- gender. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that doesn't mean that in the future you'll have professional male guitarists being seen by the world, <laughs> and then you'll have just as many female guitarists, but not doing it on the stage so they don't get seen as much. Right. I see what you mean. That's that's where they that, do need to be the in problem, the public eye. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying force people on stage when they don't want to be, but, yeah. you know... And uh, it's because it's a lot of the time we're sort of, like, uh, dominated by this male-female kind of divide in music. Like, I watched The Dirt last night, the Motley Crue yeah. biopic. Really cool film. But it is... Um, yeah, just it, it's just uh, so much excess, and oh, yeah. it was very graphic. A lot of it. Um, so if you if you like your eighties music, check that out because I loved it. But there is a gender divide there. It was musicians, dudes, groupies, women, yeah. or mums. You know, yeah. And it's kind of like uh, for that story. Yeah, obviously that's a thing. But then you got stories like the Runaways and uh, uh, you know Joan Jett, and, yeah. and the more stories need to be told like that. Like Janis Joplin, I want to see a Janis Joplin film. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I guess we we do need to saturate the market a little bit. Yeah. With the fe- the image of the female yeah. musician, and I mean, before we get full equality, I suppose. This is a great chat straight after playing some Caswell. Yes, she's great. She's just killing it. Absolutely yeah. killing it. You know, and um, I mean, I think. Although it should be saying the focus there is on guitarists because mm. there are plenty of female uh, singers and performers in in that way. Um, I don't know what the what if there is if what the percentages are. Mm. Uh, whether when they it comes can play to, music, an instrument as well as sing, or, or whether they're known for playing the instrument right. and sing. Like uh, Adele, she's mm. known as a singer, but she started out as just herself and a guitar. Oh, really? I didn't um, know she played. Yeah, she uh, it, she was a lot of a. You can find some of her early demos. It's just oh, guitar and herself, like her playing guitar. That'd be interesting um, to check that out. But, actually, 
you know, the, she was writing the sort of music that sounded good on a piano. So when she could afford to hire somebody to play yeah. a piano, and then why not? Yeah, exactly. You, know? you got the money. Yeah. But and anyway, I think that's a great news story and another yeah. good news story uh, that you found today. Yes. So you found both these news stories, Mr. Mr. Journalist. Um, <laughs> HMB partners with TickServe for digital in-store event tickets. This is brilliant. I was slightly confused by the because usually you can get most of the story from the headline, right? That's yeah. a good headline. This one, I was like, okay, I don't know who TickServe are. And no. when it says in-store event tickets, I didn't know the way it's saying all the events are going to be in-store or you could buy the tickets in-store. Yeah. What is it? Well, let's read on. So, mm. so TickServe is a software uh, as a, is a software as a service. I'm really bad at reading. Um, digital ticketing solution that enables event creators and rights owners to create branded, interactive digital tickets that are delivered directly to consumers' mobile phones. Okay, so uh, it's really good um, as something that when you're out and you are in H&B and you're in music mode, yeah, it, they can get you where you live then. Yeah. It's like, okay, so there's um, it's 21 pilots, isn't it, they've been uh, um, yes. kind of partnering with. They've sold thousands, right? So I think there was 3,000 albums that were sold on that first day, and tickets went with that and because of this tick serve thing they were able to uh you know deliver the tickets immediately to people yeah um but without them being with there being non-transferable okay um i think you know which which is really good to stop the scalpers like we've been talking about with viagogo and and ticket touters that you know increase prices by 200 percent or something yeah that that's a real uh modern way yeah modern solution to a modern problem it's bad for if you are buying tickets for a present though and if you don't know that person's like address and their like national security number or something like this yeah one would hope that that they'll put national insurance numbers they'll put means or or there'll be ways and means of doing that yes i expect so if you you are the you know this i don't know if you bought it and you and you are contacting them so i'm sure there there must be a way of doing it like you said redeem like you get a code that you can redeem yeah in store we should hope so um i i personally am always a little bit uh anxious when buying tickets online Mm -hmm. uh i don't do it a lot uh you know generally i don't travel a lot for sort of to go to these big events like o2 and stuff like Mm. that um so when it comes to buying tickets if I could go into a shop and buy a ticket, it would make me. I, I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with doing True, that. True, yeah. You're this, just this could be a sale. Uh, me being an old man thing. <laughs> Not like actually being an old man, but just being the physical. But it's all right to bring uh, old school ways of business to a new school audience and technological um, landscape. Yeah. Um, and it was also. so. Here, I said 200% earlier. Uh, in the run-up to HMV's 21 Pilots e- events, it was found that touts, or scalpers, were ad- advertising yet-to-be-activated TickServe tickets online for up to £200, a markup of more than 1,000%. Wow. Uh, on the um, album ticket bundle. When fans alerted HMV of these cases, organisers were able to disable all the t- uh, ticket transfer functionality unless authorised on a case-by-case basis. Okay, so, so that's really helps, doesn't they've it? Got the, they've got all the, the cards in their hand yeah they much easier to, to just disable it if they yeah. if, if it goes wrong so yeah i think that's great i mean 
we're gonna have to see how it gets implemented yeah yeah at least if it's it's a new format so it's a lot more uh, malleable than the old style of mm. paper tickets yeah true so yeah we'll, we'll just see how that works but anyway uh we've got to, we've got to move on because we've got quite an interesting topic to talk about this week haven't we big old halls we have this morning jingle um harley is there such thing as bad music well you've heard of jedward <laughs> funny guy <laughs> but they've got fans that think they're wonderful yeah. right yeah so uh, obviously their music is not objectively bad it's just subjectively bad yeah. and that's the topic i want to talk about is objective badness yeah because um you know there's certain things that we can really dislike but if you step back and you actually try to analyze it as to why you dislike it it doesn't always come out that the fact of just the thing itself is bad yeah um so i don't know what can you give me an example of something you think is a bad song oh I hope, um <laughs> this is going to be uh okay this is this is going to be a bad example because <laughs> it's I, a bad song. i guarantee you there will be many people in the audience listening and go i love that song right bob marley three little words okay now, it's yeah 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 that's a look of Shock and awe and disappointment from you. Oh, but, oh. but here's the thing. We were going to play... Is it a, shock and awe disappointment? or Shock and awe and disappointment. <laughs> All the ands. No need for your Oxford comma. Uh, we ha- were going to play a gig on Saturday. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is just such a downer. It's, like, we, went, we played it for a rehearsal. I was like, it's so flat. It's just nothing to it. Right. And like, we've got all these up, up and dancing songs. And then, then this in the middle, and it just it's a massive lull. And now, not saying it's a bad song, although that's exactly what you asked me to say. Right. But for that purpose, I was like, no, it's just a so bad you've, song. So you've hit on something there, which is simplicity. Um, yeah. And it's a very, so there's only three chords in that whole song, A, D, and E, isn't it? Um, so it's yep. one, four, and five. Yeah. And a lot of the time we do uh, assume when songs are perceived as bad is usually because they are very repetitive and simplistic, which is why most people, like Nigel earlier was commenting, say most mm-hmm. stuff that's in the charts. And the reason why things are in the charts is because they are simplistic, yeah. easy to replicate, easy to hum, and can get you know hooked in your head quite easily. But... I can think of some great songs that are really simplistic and use the same three chords. Yeah. Uh, Stand by me. Yeah. One six four five. Uh, the chord sequence. You know. Yeah. So, so there's A, F sharp, D and E, and that's you know it's it's a great song. It's a great song. It does have uh, dynamics. It has a narrative to it. Yeah. Uh, and it has um, it ebbs and flows. So it's not flat like you were no, describing no. Three Little Birds. I have an example of a song which I just put some music on uh, on the way to a gig the other day. Uh, one of my favourite albums is an album called Splendour and Misery by Clipping. Right. I don't know if it's something you've come across. It's Never a, it. like a electronic uh, rap album kind of thing. Right. It's a whole concept album, uh, basically future uh, space slaves and a slave takes over a ship and runs away and it's all about the psychosis of running away into deep space. Is it a hip-hop album? It's kind of, yes. yeah. I have heard about this. And it's it, incredible. I did actually listen to something. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful, yeah. However, one of the tracks, the not, like, because it's, it's all during the... Uh, 
the spaceship being trying to take so over like AI. Yeah, being taken over uh, and uh the mothership trying to override the system that's in this other ship that's right. being taken that's been commandeered. Um and it's all just lots of very harsh like noise, a lot of pink noise, a lot of like right. electronic sort of scrambling. So it's disconcerting to listen to. Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. It, it, yeah, it's hard to listen to, but it's supposed to be. Yeah. See, there we go. So they again, there's another yeah. thing you've you've hit on there is intention. Yeah. And a lot of the time, if a song is meant to make you feel a certain way, um, and uh, and it's doing that, then you could say that that's a good a good song. Mm. If it is completely missing what the actual intention of the first place from the from the creator then you could say it's bad like if you know they're writing a love song but all it's doing is making you uneasy yeah um and that you know and they wanted to make that you know whoever's listening to feel you know romantic or whatever oh, then yeah. you could say that's a bad song so you're saying a bad song is a song that doesn't meet the to say description or the the uh What's the word? Yeah, it doesn't meet the... The criteria, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, of the writer. Yeah, I think, you know, if it's not conveyed properly and if it's not going... If it's not being received a certain way, then I would say that it, it's it's kind of bad. But, I mean, even then, somebody else would subjectively like it. So, to them, it would not be bad music. So, the subjectivity does go into this. And then... Uh, so, I was, I was reading into this and... It, a lot of the sort of studies that I was reading into this were more sort of teleological or, or, or about finality. So thinking about music as a tool. So yeah. like you say, so uh, like I was just saying just then that, uh, you know, if they want you to feel a certain way, then the music is being used uh, for a purpose. Yeah. Whereas music is not really like that. It is just organized sound. Yeah. It's wiggly air. Wiggly air, like you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's a... It's yeah. about sounding sincere as well. Whether the song sounds, I think for me, I think a song is bad. Like uh, the mm. only girl in the world, that Rihanna song. It made me feel the only girl in the world. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, the whole song, I feel like she's like shouting it at you, and doesn't it, feel sincere at all. Yeah, that's not the the timbre someone would use if they if someone's making them feel, feel loved feel loved yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, it's that thing of um where you might sit in like where you're aiming this at so would you feel like uh, i think like what nigel was saying earlier with mainstream music i think we listen to that when uh, as people that like to listen to the niche style stuff okay, yeah. um as people that are trying to um, advertise something to the middle, mm. something very middle ground, something that you could easily imbue your own meaning on. So it's not very specific yeah. so that it makes that sort of Venn diagram of, you know, uh, you know, sort of sour and sweet kind of thing, right? And it's right in the middle there and it's, it's not really making a statement. Mm. So I think sincerity comes into it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so going back to your, uh, your previous point of sort of how, the, having the desired effect, uh, Storm Corrosion, the, yes. the album. Um, there are parts of that that are very hard to listen to and it's designed to be very hard to listen to. It's right. very uneasy mm -hmm. because it's all about, you know, witches and uh, various uh, bad Beasties. things. Yes, all beastie. <laughs> Krakens. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. I, so I, I thought this uh, came came down quite well uh, when I was reading. Uh a good song should manifest human excellence. Ooh. In other words, it is not the case that any ordinary person could create a song like it. Its creation requires enormous skill, 
It impresses. It earns our admiration. Uh, the difficulty that the creator traversed amazes us. And that's what I love about listening to music. I like to listen to the technicalities of it. Classical music, definitely. Yeah. And you sit there and go, God, geez, how the hell did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Um, how, uh, go on. Uh, I was listening to some Jacob, Jacob Collier this morning. Yeah. He's incredible. I, I, I think stuff. he's all right, but it's that kind of thing of like, just because you can do something in music sometimes doesn't mean that... Sounds yeah, good. I know, but there were points when he's hitting, he's hitting like notes that are, yeah, like four notes that are within yeah. space of like semitones and whole tones of each other. Yeah. And because he's putting them in the right place, they and making they I'm like, how does that? How yeah, does that sound exactly. good? That should be sound atonal. On its, on its own, it sounds bad, but because it's leading somewhere and it's knowing that the, when when to do something mm. that you shouldn't do. So, I mean, I think what comes into this a lot is, is preference. So yeah. I think that should be a, 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 a separate discussion that we do some other time. If you guys agree, let us know in the comments or give us some suggestions of what you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, how we come to thinking certain things is, are bad and good does yeah. come a lot uh, down to sort of how we grew up, who we grew up with, and the music that we grew up with as well. Certainly, yeah. Um, side note. The, the moral content of a song, I think, can make it sound bad. Or who yeah. wrote it as well. Um, I was thinking about this with Ted Nugent. Uh, Ted Nugent, uh-huh. I used to absolutely love his tracks like Stormtroopers and uh, Cat Scratch Fever. But then he comes out as just this massive racist, mm. homophobe, and just sexist person. So when I listen to Cat Scratch Fever, it's very derogative to women. And Stormtrooping... Um, it's like it's kind of talking about you know the sort of secret police and 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 and, and a sort of government run police service and stuff like this and he's come out way for trump and everything like this and now you know people are getting yeah. evicted from house and so he's you know it, those songs just become completely shot down by him right so yeah. I, so even if i do still love the riffs i think of them as bad music because they were made with the with bad context, intentions yeah yeah so I think it does in terms of uh, intentions. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling, Harley. Okay. Because we've got a lot of gigs to get through. <laughs> oh, is there a lot going on? There's a lot going on. All righty. Um, first shout out. Let's, uh, oh, before we do that, come on. We've got to be like proper like jingle centric, innit? <laughs> Rob Lewis. Rob Lewis. Rob Lewis. Oh, by the way, Rob, thank you for uh, helping fix my van this morning. <laughs> Check the video on, the, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so Rob Luce is doing a live and original set at Distilled Republic this Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So he's going to be doing all his own stuff. Colorblind Hedgehogs, he's got a solo album stuff coming up as well. So that sounds amazing. Uh, Caswell is also playing, like who we played earlier, uh, is playing the Blind Side EP launch at the Servant Jazz Quarters in London this Wednesday at 7.30. Um, Matt Catling is doing Freakburg Nation presents Tugboat Captain uh, it's Friday 12 April at the Smokehouse it's this Friday coming up got something you want to talk about there Harley um, I uh, on Friday I, yeah well, no, no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> oh I was checking the comments on that video. Sorry. Oh, nice. Um, got- Organ of Corty, we've played them on the show before. Oh, if you yes. like your doomy stuff. Uh, Stone Crows and Oz Taylor are playing at the Prince in Sudbury. That's Friday, uh, 12th of April. Uh, also, Friday, we've got Albion Mills, Friday, the 12th of April, at the Salutation, my favourite covers band locally. Yes. Uh, you know, that's a big deal. 
Um, uh, a couple more for Friday. Goldbloom, who we played earlier, if you like your sort of math grunge. Yeah. Um, plus Blue Mean Eyes. We've played them on here before with Brixton Shrug. Uh, Basement Strippers, plus more. Uh, sounds quite nice. Uh-huh. Uh, the Constitutional Club in Berry at the 12th. So that's this Friday. Uh, and Tugboat Captain, the Glitter Shop, and the Fallen Sky, as well as Sam Eagle, who we've played loads of times on here, uh, at the Smokehouse this Friday, uh, the 12th of April. What you got there on Saturday, Harley? So there's so much happening on Saturday. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off with my, my own gig because it's, uh, it's the only one that I Gardner's really remember Arms, all the yeah. details. Yeah, so Gardner's Arms, we have special guest Bronwyn Cooper of Underline Ooh. the Sky. going to be fronting, and we're going to be playing our new song, which is going to be the best thing ever. So make sure you get along for that. Yeah, check that out, yeah. guys. Um, we've got Tundra are releasing a single uh, this uh, Saturday at the Hunter Club, uh, including Fight Milk, The Sandinistas, and a Piskel Blog. Piskel Bog. Pixel Bog. That's what they, I don't know how to rate, how to pronounce that. That's a, um, that's many words. There's some. Uh, we're going to play some music from uh, this wonderful person, Morgan Swan. We're going to finish the show with him. Yeah, uh, he's playing with Martel, Rye Shabby. Oh yes. LMC. Darkest Blossom, Mexican Fabs, and Angel, A-N-G. Sweet. This Saturday at the Smokehouse, uh, the 13th. It's quite amazing. Uh, Third Dart, The Witch Kids, and oh, Maddie. They're playing at Coda Kelchester on Saturday. Sweet. Uh, Barbarian Hermit. Yes. That's me. Uh, no. Nomad, A Horse Called War, and more. These all just sound like D&D names. They do. <laughs> That's great. they're metal bands. Uh, they're playing in Ipswich at the Premier Pool Club, thanks to Dead Soul Promotions. That's this Saturday, the 13th. Uh, two more for Saturday. Uh, Decide Today from the USA. Uh, Buttercup Insurgent and Ryan Jordan are playing uh, courtesy... Um, of Central Audio Lab. It's good. You know, yes. where the, the rehearsal yeah. room, so they're having oh, right. some music in there. It's Electronica-style stuff this Saturday. You've got to get tickets from the website for that one, so check that out. Um, and Saturday, Polly Haynes yes. is playing at Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich. I'm missing so much from playing them again. Yeah. So that's this Saturday at the Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich. Check out Polly and her band. They are wonderful. Uh, that's me done for Saturdays what about you anything else there boy uh, no I think you've covered it all really well that's I'm, just shouting over you basically yeah I, I, uh, you've done good mate you've done good <laughs> there's a couple more for Sunday um, oh yes I've Andrea King is playing thanks to Keith Sadler Presents at Arlington's those nights are looking really fun at the moment actually uh, that's this Sunday, 14th of April. Um, usually that starts about six, so get down there for that one. That's a really nice vibe in there. Um, Back Porch. Oh, yeah. Blues band. They're wonderful. At the Shamrock. I believe the harmonica player taught Giles a few things. Oh, sweet. In the in the early days. So, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, Sunday, 6.30 at the Shamrock in Ipswich. Sweet. We've uh, a Steamboat Tavern. I've got a thing on Sunday. Uh, What's that? They've got Sounds on Sunday. Oh. Uh, Eddie Johnson and Jade May Jean. Oh, that'd be good. With uh, La Fontaine Ensemble Jazz Band. That sounds fun. I so, like that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Bit so, of, yeah. Anyone's about, head along to Jade that. Jade May Jean is a bit wonderful, so if you like your singers. Very good, uh, yeah. And check it out. So we've, we're running out of time, so I want to play some beautiful music by Morgan Swan. I actually teach uh, his cousin i want to say cousin um guitar tish so shout out to tish um she introduced me to morgan swan months and months and months ago and i found out he's playing this weekend so uh this is really really nice uh like emotional lyrics on this one um yeah you can relate to it quite a lot um harley mate you uh, done good didn't you i I, well let's hope i can make it to the end of this uh, episode without messing up any more sound shall we bye oh i pressed the wrong button (laughs) 